Welcome to the Bethel Church Podcast. Each week you'll be able to check in for our messages from Sunday and other material. We hope that our messages encourage you in your walk and daily faith with Jesus. Make sure to check out our website, BethelStratford.org. great preaching in this house, and um, just so I don't get myself in trouble, there's nothing wrong with preaching Sunday night, uh, and I know you get great preaching with Mac and Judy, but, um, you know, it's an encounter night, and so for us to um, just reach out and experience what God has for us in, in deeper ways... Uh, did I come early? Uh, uh, yeah, you've taken up offering and everything that you wanted to do, so I'm, I'm good to kind of, okay, good. Uh, I, I just, uh, I, I mentioned uh, uh, before service, uh, first I asked, uh, you know, what was desired and also what, what I just would like to, to do tonight, and that is to have us experience uh, the the moving and the action of Holy Spirit. Uh, years ago, many years ago, there was a marriage, and it was between two uh, people called the Word and the Spirit. And then, uh, and I'm, I'm not in favor of it, and they weren't, but there was a divorce. And uh, the Word was just done here, and the Spirit was just done here. And so we ended up with People with the Spirit, but not the Word. And people with the Word, but not the Spirit. And, you know, we've said things like, you know, if you have the Word without the Spirit, you'll dry up. And if you have the Spirit without the Word, you'll blow up. And if you don't serve God, he'll throw up. And, you know, we've got all these cute little phrases. But the point is that we, we have developed some in, imbalances and uh, what I have contended for in my own life is a, a healthy balance where I am rich in the word, but also uh, rich in the spirit. And I'm, I'm not going to preach tonight uh, about it, but I'd like to talk and then maybe just uh, do some things so that we can actually um, experience God. And uh, see, in fact, I can come down here as long as I don't scare anybody here. Is that okay? Yeah, ah, there we are. Yeah, I can feel the love down here. <laughs> there we are. By the way, uh, Pastor Gary Fess uh, from London, uh, Royal View. Um, Pastor Gary and I have known each other for years. He was the pastor in uh, Whitby uh, Christian, uh, Christian Assembly. Uh, when I was pastoring and am pastoring in Oshawa. And we had a lot of great fellowship and fun. So, um, you know, you could have blown me away when I see uh, the, the, uh, the little lineup here. You're familiar with these two people, but once I, I saw Pastor Gary beside them as well, I, I thought, these are the grand poobas who are here to, <laughs> to check up on me and make sure I don't go astray. So, uh, here, <laughs> there we are. And uh, 
So I want to I want to just tell you uh, some things, and, and and then I want to actually do it because um, it's like we've said we we want to experience what we're talking about. Is uh, I I love program, and I believe in being organized in in a church, uh, and yet um, I could never do do local church ministry and city church ministry. Uh, if I didn't believe in the presence of God and to have God's presence real, tangible, and not just a faith experience. Some people say, oh, you can't go by your feelings. Listen, every now and then, I want some feelings. Um, I call it a dry time if I don't have some feelings sometime. And so I, I like to press in and move forward and really get close to the Lord, and it can be in my private time, it can be in my uh, time with uh, our church family, but I love the presence of the Lord. Something that I've learned, though, is it's not enough to just be people who say we love the Lord's presence. You would think that it is. You would think that it is. For some years, that had fooled me, and I was just happy to have the presence of the Lord because I'm like, what's better than that? But in actual fact, the presence of the Lord is a prelude to God wanting to do something. And so when I'm in the presence of the Lord, I'm actually wanting to hear God's voice and to discover, to sense the Lord, just like I, I did here. I want to sense what God's doing, what he's saying. I'm in a different city. I'm in a different setting. And I want to know what, what's God doing here? What's God saying here? What does the Lord want to do tonight? And when, when you move pastors into this place, past the presence and into things going on, you have to understand we're a lot more comfortable to give our three points of our sermon that we might have even written down. Because this one, we can even look bad. You know, what if it doesn't come off? And you know what it's called? R-I-S-K. It's risk. And I just determined, uh, by the way, do I know you, sir? Were you here last time or something? Yeah. I remember you. Yeah, I remember you. Uh, and sometimes the Lord will highlight somebody and I'll, I'll, I'll just share some things that happen uh, as, as God speaks to me and I'll, I'll be open enough to it. But I, I specifically asked, I, I didn't see shiny keys and run after it, but I, I thought I remembered you from uh, last time. Yeah. And so pastors are, are, are far more comfortable to bring out some notes. And obviously we want that. We need that. We need preaching from the word. We, we need exposition, exegesis, and all those big words of, uh, you know, explaining what the word says and making it practical and applying it. And then there is this presence of God also where God's here. And so what does God want to do? And are we willing to take the risk? Are we willing to move in what God's showing us so that we can see God confirm his word. In Habakkuk chapter 3 and verse 4, 
it says that power is hidden. That's Habakkuk 3 and 4. It'll take you around 20 minutes to find Habakkuk, so don't look now. Trust me, it's there. It says that there's power that's hidden in the presence. And that's why I love to just welcome the presence of the Lord. And I know God's always with us. I love it, though worship team leading us into the presence of the Lord where it's more manifest, where we're experiencing God's presence. And uh, when, when I was here, I, it's just so easy. I'm listening to what the Lord's saying. I'm getting a sense of climbing a mountain. I'm getting a sense of grace, grace, grace for, for the 15 steps of ascent of putting the capstone on the temple. And they say, grace, grace. And that there has been there have been steps that have been taken in this ascent to get to the top of the mountain. Mountains are really important in Scripture as they speak of kingdom and and God being established. And so I, I'm listening to the Lord uh, when I'm in this kind kind of a setting. And God's not looking for me to start something; He's looking for me to surrender. And so I, I just surrender. I surrendered to the Lord. Uh, I was in a service not that long ago at our own church, and I, uh, I'm sitting down. I'm, I'm going to go up to speak, and I go like this, and I look out, and it seems impossible, but I see 11 people in a millisecond who I have a prophetic word for, 11 people. And they don't know what's going on in my mind, but I'm thinking, okay, if I do 11 people, my message is gone. If I don't do the 11, I can preach. And I thought, Lord, why would you put me in this position? This is all happening in my mind. Well, I'm like this, you know? They think, what a friendly guy. And I'm, meanwhile, I'm having mini seizures inside. I want to be obedient. And so I just waited. Just waited. It wasn't long. Just seconds. Five seconds maybe. And I heard the Lord say, pick one. Prophesy over one. So I look way at the back, and I see this young man, looked like he'd be in his maybe 26, 27 years old. And I look, and it's not written on him, but in the spirit, I see D-E-R-E-K, Derek. And in Hebrew, it means pathway, or it refers to guidance. It, it, it's, it's a person's walk, it's direction. And so I said, the, the young man over here, and I, I said, I, I, I see that uh, God is showing me something about guidance for your life, and you need direction. And as I'm speaking this, scripture's coming to my mind. Uh, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your pathway straight. And uh, other scriptures coming to me, and I, I finish it up, and I bless him, and I get on with my message. At the end of the service, somebody came up to me, and they said, uh, you won't believe this story. And I said, well, w what is it? Well, this young man is from Ottawa, and he was he was. Uh, addicted uh, to substance abuse, all kinds of drugs. He was literally going to kill himself. 
And his mom, non-Christian, heard that there was a Teen Challenge Center in London, Ontario. I th um, uh, what's his name? Glover, yes. There it is, yes. Teen Challenge Center. And his mom drove him there, and he had been there for a year, and the previous night, that Saturday night, his mom came to pick him up. He had been there a whole year. She got saved in the middle of the year back in Ottawa. She comes to pick him up, and uh, they're driving in their car back to Ottawa, and they want to go to church, and the biggest question is, what does God want on my life, and what do I do next? And so they decide, coincidentally, to stop at the embassy church where we are. A whole whack of people, 11 people I see, and God says, pick one. Go try to figure this stuff out. Can't. And so it's that young man. His name's Kevin. And so I, they were telling me the story of how it happened. And so he and his mom were sitting in the service. And I prophesied over him how God would uh, make a way for him, that guidance isn't a problem. He actually had the guide with him, this piece of cake, you know, just blessed him. So, uh, you know, I'm just thinking, cool, you know, it can't get any better. But it does. <laughs> Thursday morning, we have a prayer time upstairs. Maybe 30, 40 people go to it. I go upstairs. And uh, I'm, I'm leading it. And I go to start, and a lady puts her hand up. Can I share something first? Yeah, yeah. She says, you know that young man that you prophesied over? Yeah, absolutely. I heard the story, so you know, you're not going to tell me anything I don't know. She says, well, I want to tell you something that you don't know. <laughs> Every year, my husband and I support Teen Challenge. And when we send our support money in, they send us a picture of a young man who's going to be a Teen Challenge for the year. And uh, she said, I looked over, and I'm telling you, the guy on our fridge is that guy who you prophesied over. I said, what's the, the name of the guy on your fridge? She says, Kevin. I said, that's him. And immediately the scripture came to me of Ecclesiastes 11 and verse 1. Cast your bread upon the waters. After many days it will return. Do you know what actually happened? What actually happened in the spirit realm is this couple who attend our church supported this young man. And when the time came for him to uh, be released and, and to be, uh, you know, get in, in, into the mainstream of, of normal uh, society, um, they're driving back to Ottawa and Holy Spirit takes them back to the place where the seed came from that really was seed that saved his life. They sowed into the year for him where he found deliverance and stability and was discipled. You can't make this stuff up. <laughs> I thought, just unbelievable. You know, I just think, God. But did I have many seizures and big seizures through the whole thing? Trying to, you know, trying to navigate. It's a lot. And I don't try to make life difficult for myself. But I, I just say, Lord... 
I want to be able to walk with Holy Spirit. I want to be able to sense what you're doing and uh, how you're moving. Um, is, is the lady uh, here still? Tell me, because I... Oh, okay. Is she coming back? Oh, okay. That's okay. I was going to... That's why I was looking over. Sure, let's record it. Let's record it. Um, and and I, I obviously don't know her, but there was something that I, I sensed. And, and uh, you lay hands on her, and I'll just lay hands on you, okay? So we're just, we're just going to believe for a, a transmission of this. But when I looked at her, um, like she's singing, but I saw a teacher, uh, someone who would be able to teach and take things and, and uh, be able to pass them on and a teaching ability. And so I'm, what does she do by profession, by the way? Or is she a, a mom or anybody know? Works in a factory. What does she do there? Just factory stuff? Manager? Okay. Uh, so uh, what's her first name? Mish, we're talking about you. The, the lady working in the, the factory is, I, I had this sense that here is someone who has a teaching gift and a teaching ability, but we haven't seen yet who she can be and is to be when Holy Spirit continues to touch her in a greater way. Sometimes we're known just in the natural and what we can do. But there is a gifting in her of teaching, of communicating. And uh, it's then when, especially when, when we mix it with Holy Spirit, at our job, but also, you know, in our setting where we are, when Holy Spirit touches us, it's not as though we just become a little bit better. It's we're able to be maximized and be all that God wants us to be so that we can fit into what the body of Christ is. And so what I'm saying tonight is that there are, there are, are uh, there's a presence that we want to walk in and, and we support the presence by praise and worship and honoring and waiting on the Lord and this sort of a thing. But there comes a time where we need to hear in the midst of that presence, what does God want me to do? In 2007, the first Sunday of the year, um, I uh, got up to speak. God had put my, uh, a message on my heart from Luke chapter 24. And it was, um, it was about the two men on the road to Emmaus. And they were, their hearts were burning. They didn't realize that they were talking with Jesus. And I preached this message, and I loved it. By my standards, it was a good message. Uh, I'm good for one or two a year. And, you know, Jesus uh, makes as though he's going to walk on. And they say, you know, would you like to stay at our house? And, you know, he kind of is back and forth. And finally, he says, sure, sure, I'll come to your house. And he breaks bread with them there, and he's the guest, but he turns into the host. And it's because he begins to serve them. 
That's what a host would do, but he, he was welcomed as the guest. And I was talking about how that we've done that in church. We've, we've made uh, Jesus into a guest, and he's really the host. It's his place. And I'm not talking about just the building. And so I, I repented, and I, I said, you know, if you're a deacon here, and you say you've been here so many years, uh, listen, G, this is Jesus' place. It's, it's not yours. And if you gave a lot of money, pretty much everybody, all of us, had a strip taken off of us in a nice way. It, it, was, it was just clearing the air that Jesus was the one who was the Lord of the house. When I finished the message I, I felt that we were to do something, and I was trying to discern it. This is what I'm talking about. You know, worship, presence. Lord, and, and it's not just application, but what do you want? And here we come to the end, and I feel that we're to open our four different doors in the north, south, east, west of our main uh, auditorium. And that... Uh, the. We, we have praying teams, and we're to have a praying team in each door. And open the door up and welcome in the spirit all of the people from, from our, our city and our region to come into the embassy church. And also that we're sending out our embassy church family into society. So we did that, and it was real powerful. But, like, the message that I preached was a little crisp. It wasn't harsh or anything like that, but I'm like, it was clear. It's not my house. It's not your house. Don't, don't anyone dare think that. So I, I thought, I'm, I'm not going to go and shake hands with anybody. I think I'll just <laughs> go out the side door. And I went home. Came back to work Monday morning, 11, 11.05, 11.07, my assistant uh, Buzzes me on the phone. Listen, there's a man here. Um, his name's Dan Carter. He, he's the executive uh, television producer for, uh, for downtown. He's got a, uh, his um, checks TV, his uh, stations all over the area. He's well-known, knows everybody. He's here to see you. Well, I had never really met him. So I, uh, I said, sure, send him in. So he sits down. And I said, how did you ever end up here? He says, I'm telling you, I was driving by your church last night. And I hear this voice that says, go and see Pastor Doug. I led him to the Lord. We wrote a book together. He knows everybody. It's like I became a rock star. <laughs> you know, I'm with Dan. He, like, he had me on uh, uh, television regularly. He, he didn't know Christian language. He'd say, you got to go to the embassy. They've got a tight band, and Pastor Doug hits a home run all the time. You know, you'd, you'd think it was a baseball game or something. And, and he talking this way, he opens up his Bible. It's not Christian TV. He's got his Bible open. Next thing, we, we have some special meetings, and there's a prophetic word over him that he's going to go into politics and that he'll be ascending. Sure enough, he becomes our city and regional counselor. Sure enough, he becomes the mayor of our city. Sure enough, he gathers together 50 to 60 of the faith ministries of this city. 
and he lets everybody know that he attends Embassy Church, that first of all, whenever he gives his speech, and you know with GM, they're talking about all the, with GM moving out of uh, Oshawa and this sort of thing, um, all of the different news outlets wanted to interview him. He says, well, first of all, I've got to tell you, McLean's Magazine, same thing. First of all, I've got to tell you, I'm a man of faith. I, I, I believe in Jesus Christ, and that God's got a plan. And he just goes on and on like this. The things that we're seeing happen just because we heard a voice, the voice of the Lord saying, would you open the door? And what happens in the spirit realm, I've learned to value more than a thousand words of my own. Do you catch what I'm saying? So that in a church service uh, this morning, I'm alert. I'm listening. This is how I function. And I'm looking and I, this morning, I, I look and I see this lady and she's highlighted. You say, what, what do you mean highlighted? I don't know. A thousand people and it's like she's the only one in the church. Just highlighted. And I look and information comes. So I preach. I don't feel compelled all the time. I don't have to do things. But I preach, finish the message, and I release the word to her. She's going like this. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know? Incredible. I could tell you Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, healings. We, in, in the last, uh, let's see, I don't want to exaggerate. One, two, three. In the last probably six months, we've had three people who have been healed. They're in remission now. From uh, One from pancreatic cancer. She's actually going to, she saw us on, on live streaming. She lives in Kingston. And didn't know where to find uh, a church. Just didn't know uh, where to find a church that believed in, in healing and that sort of thing. And kind of cool with the Lord and all of that until she had cancer and she began to reach out. Happened to turn on live streaming somehow. Saw us and heard us praying for the sick. She came down. We prayed for her. She made uh, two, two trips down. And she's coming tomorrow morning. She went back to her doctor. If I explained all of the different things, two things would happen. One is you'd become sick, and the other is you'd become excited because she's healed. Pancreatic cancer. I, it's called a Whipple surgery where they, you know, they take some things out, but I'm like, they just can't get it all. She said she went to the doctor. The doctor couldn't believe it, couldn't find any cancer. There were some tubes, and... Uh, because she had had uh, chemotherapy, they uh, said, well, if we pull the tube out, the problem is it won't, the holes won't heal. So I said, well, why don't we pray? So she told her doctor everything that was going on, that we were going to pray for the holes to heal. Because they wouldn't normally heal, but we're going to pray for them to heal. And uh, we said, well, how would, how would she know that... The holes have been healed. And he says, well, if they're open, believe me, she will get a raging infection. She'll know. Totally healed. Totally healed. Another man came to see me. Um, 
And uh, didn't know a story, you know, Polish, Ukrainian background, uh, nice couple, but he had tumors across here. This is only just months ago. Tumors across here. Pavel and his wife Yolanta led them both to the Lord, prayed for Pavel. He did have, he did have some, uh, some uh, chemotherapy. But the doctor couldn't believe it because they didn't even finish the chemo and the tumors disappeared. I don't care if you have chemo with it or without it. I just said, this is God. This is an amazing thing. And so what it, what it does, we interview these people. And we let them uh, tell their story. We, we say, you know, we want you to be awesome. And uh, we want you to reduce it. You can't stand up here for two hours. And it has to be about something specific. And so what's, what's that? A for awesome, uh, R for reduced, and T for a thing, art. That's what it is. That's the way we do our testimonies. It's a work of art. <laughs> is you get to come up here, and, and we have tons of testimonies. Why? Because in the presence. I used to finish with the presence. I've been in services where they say, oh, God's presence is so good here. Oh, this is beautiful. God bless you. Good night. And it's, whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't do that. There's some stuff to happen. Do you catch what I'm saying? I'm trying to catch what I'm saying. <laughs> I want that. I've, I've, I've had a taste. I know that what God's doing in my heart, he's doing in your heart. I love this with young people who want to experience the presence of God. Families, encounter night. The weather's nice. Here we are. Want to have God touch us. So I ask you, Holy Spirit, I ask you, make me a blessing right now. Make me a blessing. Lead, guide. I thank you that you direct us right now. We don't want to just talk about these things. We want to be able to engage and to be able to see the power of the Lord released. We want to see the, the ascent. It's not just to attend, but we want to see the ascent on the hill of the Lord. We bless you for that. We bless you. We thank you that there's grace for this, this meeting tonight in Jesus' name. I have seen the fruit in weeks, in months, traveling sometimes where I'll be in a place and then I'll come back again. And I've seen what God does through his word, by his spirit, that he's able to uh, uh, heal people, words of knowledge. He's able to function in gifts of the spirit, sometimes just in a meeting stuff happens and people are just touched and someone says well you know did you pray for them no did you no no they were just in the service or came to the front and they began to to move around and realize they were healed there's no methodology it's a relationship it's it's holy spirit i want to honor you it's, I'm willing to take a risk. 
I won't go beyond where I'm supposed to be, but I'm willing to take a risk if I can be a blessing to someone else. So let's stand for a moment and then we'll, we'll maybe wrap it up. To me, this is what it is to be able to enjoy and experience the presence and the power of God. How many people in the room have just been blessed tonight? Everybody. I'm going to ask, I've asked Pastor Doug if he'll do one more thing and then he'll close and he's going to pray over everybody. But um, before he does that, um, there's a lot of visiting pastors in the room and there's also a bunch of our Bible college students home. And so what I've asked him to do is I'm asking all the pastors in the room, Pastor Gary, Pastor Charles, is he still here somewhere? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Do you want to come up? And we're just, we get all the pastors. Mac, Judy, will you guys just come and just line across front? Katie, come on over. Pastor Carl, you can stop playing. And then you want to come down. And Maddie, you want to come on over. Jesse, why don't you come over, buddy? Alex, I know you're looking after the little ones at the back. And you probably can't hear me because the vent's blowing in your face. Oh, that's Tony. Sorry, just saw the dark hair. just want to affirm what's happening in your life. What's your first name? Katie? Presence of the Lord just all over you. What do you do? Children's pastor. How cool is that? You gotta, the kids are in good shape in this place. They, they have a drenched in the spirit, Katie. Beautiful, beautiful. How about all of us stand, and I'm going to just lay hands on, on each of you, and, and we'll pray, and then I'll just have a prayer for all of us. And, uh, you know, Pentecostals and, and uh, uh, City Gate, you know, we dismiss once, we dismiss second time. Finally, after four dismissals, we finally go home. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll just release release the blessing thank you thank you lord i thank you in the name of jesus we welcome you lord for these leaders these pastors we bless you we bless you we thank you you know there's something about it's the word fruitfulness and it's about vineyards and it's about uh the, the time of the vineyards. And there have been times that, that the Midianites would come and they would steal from the vineyards. But the time of, of stealing is over. 
and that the fruit that you get remains and that it would be the highest time of fruitfulness that what you got you're able to enjoy and you're able to have enough fruit for others. And so I just cut off the Midianite robbers in Jesus' name where you've had three steps forward, two steps back, and it's just been robbery. And I cut that off in the name of Jesus. We declare it together as a group that it shall not happen in Stratford and the areas where you're from, Pastor Gary in London. And we just say it's the time of fruitfulness and that this fruitfulness is in the house. And like Joseph, Genesis 49, that the bow even goes up and over the wall and it's fruitful over there as well. And so we just say, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, we bless, we bless that it's the season of the fruitfulness. It's the time of the vineyard, in Jesus' name, the vineyards. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. It's the time for the wine. Thank you. The former and the latter rain is on it. In Jesus' name, I bless. I bless. I thank you, Lord, for fruitfulness that remains. John 15, there'll be fruit, more fruit, much fruit, and lasting fruit. And I bless in Jesus' name. We declare, Holy Spirit, let there be a release of increase. And lasting, I thank you as we ascend up the hill of the Lord, we would see the vineyards on the hill and we would rejoice because it's time to have the wine from the vineyards. So Holy Spirit, you're welcome in your name, in the name of Jesus. I thank you. Amen. Amen. Oh. And I bless all of us. I bless all of us. Here, staying where you are, so faithful. We just say, Lord, for all of us, I bless you. I bless you. In the name of Jesus, I bless you. And you're, you're coming, you're going, you're uprising and you're downsetting. The Lord knows your, your start and your finish. And, and the steps of a good person are ordered of the Lord, and you can delight in your way. And the Lord's, the Lord's eye is on you. The Lord knows exactly who you are and the pathway that you should take. Do you know, isn't it, it, it's, like a, it's like an 11th hour word to you. The Lord's saying, I see you, I see you, and I'll care for you. His eye is on the sparrow. His eye is on you. He watches over you, and I bless you in the name of Jesus. And it's the Father's eye. It's the Father's love. I bless you with that. That's right. We just bless you. We agree together for the blessing of the Lord, especially on you. I thank you, Lord. There's a care. There's a care over you where the Lord sees you of all the people. He sees you tonight. And whatever it all is, I just bless you, Lord. Do it. Do it in all of us. Bless, bless, bless in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I can't really close it much better than that. So I'll just let you know that at the end of May is our last encounter service for this season, and we'll start up again in September. But on May 26, we have Peter Kuzik coming, and he's going to share with us on that night. And some of you, if you know that name, he pastored here years and years ago. 
And he also just has a great knowledge and a great teaching on the Holy Spirit. And so make sure you're here on the May the 26th and just enjoy your time. Go home. Talk about the presence of the Lord and soak in it continuously. God bless you. Thanks for checking out this week's message. Bethel Church Podcast. We hope that it's blessed you and encouraged you. And that you come back and check out next week's message as well. 